Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is brought to you by Green and Black's Velvet Edition, a delicious range of sumptuously smooth dark chocolate. You're listening to the Irish Times Women's Podcast. I'm Roisin Ingle. Now, you may not have heard of my guest today, though perhaps our listeners are big fans of Bollywood film. But believe me when I tell you that Yami Gautam is an absolute and bona fide superstar. The Indian actor's latest film, the 2019 blockbuster Uri, The Surgical Strike, is currently the highest grossing film in India cinema so far this year. But it was the critically acclaimed romantic comedy Vicky Donor which made her a household name in 2012. Yami is a talented actor. She's also very funny and has lots of interesting things to say about women in her country and the Me Too movement. But as she tells me on today's podcast... Being a Bollywood superstar wasn't exactly the career route she had planned for herself. Yami was in Dublin last week to launch Cricket's Euro T20 Slam around the corner from the Irish Times at the Western Hotel. And I was delighted to speak to her there. Yami, thank you very much for coming on the Women's Podcast. We've never had a Bollywood star ever before. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's always nice to make a beginning with something. And I'm glad I'm the first one here, (laughs) but definitely not the last time because uh, I think you're already so warm. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, for all those who cannot see and watch this interview, uh, let me explain, describe. (laughs) I think it's uh, without having begun itself, it already feels like I'm back home in India. And feels like somebody I'm already, you know, had many, many conversations with before. So thank you so much for making me so comfortable. Well, I'm delighted to hear that. Now, the first thing we have to talk about, Yami, before we get on to all the amazing things that you've done in your life, is cricket. I have been, <laughs> I have been to India. Right. And everywhere you go, there are, wherever a piece of patch of land, everywhere, there are people playing. Right. And it's such a cult part of the culture. And um, one of the good things, maybe, that the English brought over to, to India. Um, so in your life, how important has it been? Because we're here to talk about the Euro T20 Slam and we'll get to that in a second. But is cricket something that's just been the backdrop to a lot of things in your life? You know, even if it doesn't uh, do any individual, you cannot escape it. But it's because somebody in your family will make sure that it's echoed in all the rooms when the ma- match begins. So for that, I think I'll, I'll credit my my father, my dad. Uh, I used to, I grew up playing another sport. Uh, but yeah, cricket is something you cannot miss. I mean, in our country, it almost uh, one of the things that it worships is definitely cricket. And it worships a lot of things. A lot of things. That's why I said one of the things yeah. that it worships is, uh, is, is cricket. It's, it has another religion, I think, altogether. And uh, got to see my dad. Yeah, even I was, it does hook you, you know, even if you feel, no, I please change the channel. Maybe I want to watch something else as a kid. But no, but you just, how it just, just, um, um, you know, involves you, engages you, don't even realize. And there's this 
almost tension as if they're just uh, either you're on the field or they're playing at your home. So it's it's that uh, that's what it does to you. And uh, so when I I got an opportunity to launch the Euro T20 launch, I was like, okay, that's something unique. That's something which definitely I've not done before. And uh, and I'm happy where I am. Well, it's it's quite an, it's a unique thing because it's the first time, and so it's involving three countries: Netherlands, Scotland, and Ireland. And Ireland yes. has a really passionate background yes. with cricket yes. as, re- as well, which some people don't know about. But I'm I grew up near a place called Railway Union and lots of cricket teams playing and stuff so I kind of a little bit of awareness but this is going to be quite exciting because on these teams of the different the three countries there's going to be these superstars from your part of the world and Pakistan and all these different people so that's going to be a very exciting part you're going to have they're they're like global sports superstars yeah because I think it's the first of its kind where you have uh, the series is continent-based, I think, versus just, you know, an intercon. Like, we do have, an, of course, an IPL happening in our country. Uh, but this is something even more, you you know, go a bit more broader, but go a bit more global in terms of uh, involving and having other countries play. And I think it will get people, um, audiences that maybe cricket hasn't reached up to now because it seems like there's going to be quite a buzz about it. And I know the Minister for Sport was here yes, and yes. you were launching it. Yes. So you're sort of the face of this whole thing. Yes, yes. So I'm, I'm glad. And I've always said this, be it anything, but uh, whenever it's a first association, it's always first is always special. So it'll always be very special. And, uh, um, you know, it's the whole energy, something else, the whole vibe is something else when you want to, you know, do well, you want to reach out as many people as you want, because a sport which is loved by all, but to make it a bit more personal. Uh, you know, in the in the on the in their home, uh, when especially they, they see their country playing or they see the, the cricketers from their country representing background for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are one of these very uh, beloved people in your country in that you're a Bollywood star. So this, I mean, it's maybe hard for some people to understand what a huge deal that is. But I did go on your Twitter to discover that you have 3.7 million followers, <laughs> which is unbelievable. Um, and I know there's a lot of people in India, so that's fair enough. But you um, have sort of reached the pinnacle of, of that whole world, which is so big. How did you get into it in the first place? You grew up in northern India. So did you always sort of dream of being a Bollywood star? No, no. Not at all. I think I did have this a little closet, um, the, you know, this person in me who used to love imitating just teachers or anywhere. But any all my friends, they knew that I'm extremely shy, extremely reserved, very, very patient, very obedient, very good in studies kind of a girl who never, I never thought, I mean, if you talk about socializing, I think the first letter of socializing, I wouldn't know how to spell that. <laughs> Yeah, that's too metaphorical, but uh, the fact is, no, I never thought so. I come from a part, I grew up in, I am from Himachal, that's where I was born, but I grew up in a city called Chandigarh, which is a small town, but a very pretty town, mm-hmm. where everything is so secured, you know, you have a certain way of living, where everything has a certain time to, to it and certain security that that place provides you. It's an absolutely contrast for a person like me to be in a profession like the one which I am right now. So I never thought, I never imagined. So how did it happen? <laughs> uh, I think it just happened just by chance. Some of my family friends, they were um, going to Himachal and they made a stopover at my place. And they told my mom that, you know, she should pursue, she should try out something in Mumbai. And I said, no. Were and you dancing at this point? Were you not at all. I was just dancing with my books. And I don't know, I was I was quite geeky, I think, in, in, my, in my college. I was this girl who could... I didn't mind oiling my hair and just going. I didn't care. All right. I cared was 
you know, I have to score well. That's it. I wanted to become an IES officer. I wanted to become a civil servant. So I was pursuing my honors in law. And um, so I was the top 10 rankers, I can say, in the university. So I never thought, and I told my mom that don't listen to uncle. I'm just going to my college and that's it. Just shoo him. <laughs> just politely. But he took some very candid pictures from home and he just just showed it to somebody in Bombay. And um, then they called me. They, they said, would you like to audition? Would I said, okay, just for fun, let's just do it. So my dad shot me at home something, someone seen, and they loved it. And so my first ticket to Mumbai, literally that was my first ever flight. And they gave it. And what age were you at that point? I was about like 19 so it's been yeah one it's been about like a decade in Mumbai and yeah it was quite a decision because nobody expected that uh, you know when you have a certain personality where you're very flamboyant where yeah. you are very you know out there yeah. it's not it doesn't come as a shock but with me everybody just frowned upon me that you you <laughs> so. so did you find when you started it that did you fall in love with it was it like oh my god I would never have thought I would like this but now this is brilliant or did it take a while uh, the craft of it yeah. I loved it did otherwise you? I wouldn't have come yeah but uh, the the way life is there the way you uh, it took a little time and I feel sometimes even today it, there are a lot of things which, of course, you ha- you evolve as a person. It's important. But there's still a part of me which is very much that girl who left her home 10 years back. That I cannot change because that's the seed in me. I I still... Uh, so th- a lot of things, of course, you have to adjust. You have to um, understand. You have to uh, absorb. And so that's really important. So it took me a little while. Uh, it didn't come easy because suddenly... There are all sorts of people in every industry, actually, all over the world. But especially here, when you're learning everything step by step on your own, um, you, you know, you have your failures, you have your low time, you have your high time, you have nice people, you have not so nice people, you have genuine people, you have not so genuine people. <laughs> so you, how you make your way through through and still give voice to the kind of films that you want to do. So Okay. I mean, you, you, your first one, I think the really big one was quite a low budget one that sort of took off. What was it called again? The- <laughs> Wiki Dona. Yeah. I mean, Wiki Dona was huge and but would people wouldn't have expected that it would so what do you put that down to why do you think um it it sort of went the way it did um i always feel you know the intention that goes behind making a certain film that also counts i'm not saying for every film but the kind of films that i've associated with uh the ones which have done well i i speak for them is probably one of the common factors is the what is the intent behind making the scene and I think uh, the the concept of the film, which was on sperm donation, which was very <laughs> exactly <laughs> everybody sperm laughed. Okay. Everybody laughed. <laughs> but it, the idea was not to do something sleazy and you right. know to grab eyeballs. The idea was to make people aware that there's something called sperm donation. There's nothing wrong about it. But it was done in a very funny way. It was done in something a very entertaining way. Vis a we, you know, doing something preachy or trying to tell people then. Nobody would, you know, no one will understand. So to make it funny, entertaining, yet having a very unique uh, social message is what I think got people's. Brilliant. Uh, and that was a really good starting point because yes. then you were known. And do you enjoy the fame side? Because we talked there about your millions of followers and the fact that there's so many. When you're famous in India, I mean, that's a serious <laughs> level of fame. I, mean, I imagine that you can't really walk down the street in Mumbai without you know people like looking at you pointing at you and wanting to take your picture and all that kind of thing yeah but but you know i've been told that i look prettier off screen so i pass off so <laughs> 
Lovely Sorry. Lovely people who tell you things like that, isn't it? Sorry. It's better on the uh, Guys, that was a joke. <laughs> so, no, but... Oh, no, but you, um, you find you can go in incognito. You can, you can kind of... I think in Mumbai, people, it, it's sort of still okay. But when you go to other cities, because in Mumbai is where the industry oh, they're is. Used so they're, they're used to it. They're used to seeing it, you around. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, but, but still, uh, when you the moment you walk out of Mumbai, or even around Mumbai, but especially outside Mumbai, it's it's you know quite a big deal when they see um, an actor. And uh, So yeah, so initially I used to get really uncomfortable. Like I remember the first time I signed an autograph and someone asked. I denied. I said, no. My dad is like, what did you just do? I said, no, I'm too shy. Why? So my dad is like, do you realize what it means? You, they are your fans. You have to respect them. So That's your dad not... was giving you lessons in yes. showbiz. Actually, your dad was my... doing nothing in my show. <laughs> I, both my parents are, yeah. So and, and I actually understood. And it's not just about giving a picture or an autograph. It's about that person remembers that moment with you. You know, because they, come, where they walk up to you. I'm, I'm not... That's not possible with everybody, but most of them, though, they they love you for the work that you do. They they pay tickets to come and watch your film, and um, so you have to. That's the smallest payback that you can give them. That if get an opportunity, make it worth for them. So. And you're currently in the highest grossing film at the moment in, in yeah. India. Uri Uri Uri. Let's get, let's get it right. Uri. What does that mean, and what's it about? Uri is a place in Kashmir. And uh, we had had uh, Uri attacks, with the, which was we were uh, 31 of our soldiers were attacked while they were asleep from our neighboring country. Let's put it you know, straight as a matter of fact. And uh, then in return, and a lot of things had been happening over a period of time politically and on a military basis. But this was something, the way it happened, um, it shouldn't have happened the way I mean when you were at war it's still a very different scenario but something like that was we were just taken by surprise so uh, then we our country planned a surgical strike where we killed terrorists basically so, uh, so the film was based the crux of the film was Indian army and uh, there are not many films actually made at least back home on, on army on the yeah. sentiment uh, but this was one of those first films which carried um, army and the love that they hold, the selfless love that they hold for the country and they can do anything, especially we had the paramilitary forces, um, you know, for the first time to make people understand what they actually do, perhaps this time that we're sleeping at home comfortably, but what they are doing in the middle of a night for our country. So, um, so the film, the sentiment was that from a soldier's perspective and how the planning had actually um, happened with the D- I was I played an intelligence officer so how the planning coordination happened with the DRDO my, my department the army and whoever involved very few people knew about it that's why I never it was very classified never got lead and it was one of the most successful missions I mean so, and sorry can I just check is there also then music and dancing in this no no it's no, not it a would have looked <laughs> really funny <laughs> I'm just imagining in the middle of all that these no, 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 no. I, I, I think we are, we are, we've reached, we're reaching a very different time. I think in terms of yeah. cinema also. So because when I um, was small, younger, uh, a t- TV channel called Channel Four on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, they used to play all these Bollywood films. <laughs> I absolutely loved them. They were just so entertaining, and there was a certain type of film. But Indian cinema has become so much bigger than that now, hasn't yes. it? It's not just about that kind of right. cliche that we hear. Right, right, right. And what do you think in terms of where Indian cinema is now and absolutely and I completely agree with you and um, I think Vicky I'm not saying because I was a part of the film but Vicky Rona was one of the first films to kind of start this content based uh, film kind of a 
a trend in in cinema where you didn't have to make a film a certain way for it to run um like ours was uri was not a big budget film um but it did like i don't know how many multiple folds time better so the idea is that it's not about you making a formula film that or you put three songs or four songs or you have a certain some kind of scenes and film will work you have to surprise your audience the way even the digital world has opened up with your netflix and your other channels there is it's not that easy now to surprise your audience and to present something different so you have to strive and hustle harder yeah. to make people come and and watch films so definitely i think in signing time for india and the kind of films which have come up i think the last one year the different from the kind of cinema that crazy dancing the things that we know I <laughs> yeah. love the crazy dancing I, I like it too actually I love it I've grown up did you have to do some of it no? I, I have I have and I still love it I mean if there's a film that I get an opportunity that I have to dance no, I'd love to why not but yeah if it's always nicer if it's, there's a story also of course to the film The Irish Times Women's Podcast is brought to you by Green and Black's Velvet Edition Sumptuously Smooth Dark Chocolate One of the things about India too and something that's growing is women's rights and women kind of speaking up as it as it's happening all over the world as right. well. Do you have an interest in that? Are you somebody who's an advocate for women? Um this is the women's podcast and we talk about these issues a lot from all parts of the world. Right. What's your own take on kind of how women's voices are being heard now in India a bit more? Absolutely. And uh, this is something which happened at a at a bigger level I think especially last year. uh with a movement called me too movement the hashtag which started which was i think world over and uh, and i'm really glad and when i was asked these questions and i told some of my fellow co-actresses also that don't shirk away even if it's not happened with you but if somebody asks have an opinion speak for those because if somebody's spoken up about it it's not easy and i also feel that um like you and me we can talk but there's a huge section especially back in my country where they can't talk you know where our voice is not reaching there so whatever we do whatever we speak i it should not i feel something should be done at a much more concrete level where it's not just a noise that we making it should be a voice where it helps out especially the grassroots level the women out there who cannot maybe work also who cannot read also and it helps them i'm not just saying in this one direction but in terms of education in terms of awareness of what this world in life is actually is all about and uh, you know because this exploitation at so many different levels happening that we can't even imagine so i feel that it should not be we need to do something even more stronger it might take time but i think yes this uproar should not go waste it should reach somewhere that at least to make us more empowered in a much more legal way than um just i mean no habit of the part of conversations and this debates which i'm sh- so glad the conversation has started the dialogue has started but it has to be more i mean the thing about going to india and i've been a few times and my daughters have indian names uh, yes, my twin yes, daughters yes. inspired by my love for your beautiful country <laughs> but the one thing about india when anyone goes is that land of contrasts and so i imagine your mumbai world your bollywood world is so glamorous Absolutely. and unbelievable and then there's parts of india with such poverty and Absolutely. especially where women and girls are really not treated well Absolutely. and like you say don't have a voice Absolutely. when you're living in that kind of a world is it you know is it easy to get caught up in just that glamorous side or are you very aware also of kind of how people are in other parts i am quite aware and you actually kind of voiced out the sentiment which i absolutely believe in that um yes i know that where i work i know that the the it's quite 
um the crux of it yes it's the fame and um, the fame and the glamour side of it but i feel that's the crux which you decide for yourself it to each his own every i have a certain perspective which may not be in coherence with another actor or an actress and i absolutely feel that um if you get a chance to do something apart from what you already do like films are a part of my life they're not my entire life and i know i will eventually for example i'm aware of the the kind of issues which my state where i come from himachal it has because of the geographical restrictions uh, the education part suffers and you know you can't afford and then a thousand other things so i am very much aware of it and i i will i'm not just saying that oh i'd love to i will i know parallelly when uh, to to do something to start up something which can maybe include more employment or engage more women and children and girls and slowly and gradually try and make a bunch more stronger voice at least in whatever capacity i can do in my state where i come from for example so i absolutely it's not that i'm not aware i'm very much aware because i come from a middle class background i i know where i come from and i'm glad i have a a parallel perspective to yeah it sounds to me like you might still end up in the civil service that, that's <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I, yeah i think i'm so glad my papa will be happy so. um listen let's go back to cricket for a little bit why should people watch this euro t20 slam why should they get involved because i suppose there's some people listening who would never watch a cricket match you think oh that's not for me but can you try and persuade us that uh, cricket is something that we really need to get behind you know i feel a uh, cricket and cinema i'm i'm not just saying as an actor if somebody just doesn't like it that's okay i mean you can't pursue it someone but i think um there are some fields which uh, i mean they just have the fan following amongst people it's just there so i and, and i think um with these leagues coming in they're only amplifying and giving you more options i think to be uh to have a more personal connect whether it's your country or your players and other things and i think cricket is definitely one of the most entertaining uh and engaging sports so uh and i'm and i know when um uh, because you, i come from an industry where people think oh, it's so glamorous it's so beautiful you have to get ready but it's a very hard job and i say that for cricket as well that it's not easy mm-hmm. it's not easy to find your place where you know you are and it comes with a lot of hard work and uh, it's something at the same time you know because they almost becomes they almost become icons they become your heroes they become you know i want to grow up like so and so cricketer so i'm i'm sure that uh, it's for a reason it's it, and the reason is not just of course i mean it goes much more beyond just a professional sport i think it's it's a very personal connect with uh, which people feel with cricket and with something like a euro t20 coming especially engaging uh, europe even more you know that's that's even more i mean opening uh, you know more avenues and more platforms for an inter country or an or an intra continent um, things to engage yeah um yami do you think you'll ever come to ireland to make a movie You know I was just saying yesterday why didn't we do a so and so film in Ireland why how can we come back to this it is so We could give beautiful. you a good deal I'd say you know in beautiful locations I'd love to it's so beautiful the moment you land we were jet lagged we were dead 
but the moment you know the air hits you the everything around it's so beautiful like and we i was seeing all the houses here i'm going to go and take a little little uh, stroll around your your castle it has so much history this place it's so beautiful like i'm going to tell all my colleagues that i think you keep talking about holiday i think this is one of the destination i love to see winters yeah i love to see the spring yeah i think it's it's really beautiful it's, brilliant well if you come back come and see us again as well we'd love yeah, to have you yes yeah, same yeah and one, another thing i think whatever i've interacted like you here and whichever staff has has been around or whoever's been with us since yesterday they're really sweet and warm and that's always a very important thing for me i mean if the place is beautiful but the people are you know okay Uh, you know, it's always nice to feel that warmth and well, love. Well, I, I have to say that so. back to you when I go to India. It's that same warmth and sweetness <laughs> yeah. that I absolutely fell in love with. And I know there's lots of issues as there are with many countries, but yes. one thing that's constant wherever you go is that lovely shining eyes of people and the welcome and the happiness and the joy is there, and it's it's gorgeous. So it's great love that you see that. I'd love to meet you if you ever back in Mumbai, and it'll be just be Listen, pleasure. So you do worry about saying that to me because I'll turn up on your doorstep. Please do. I'd love to meet Priya and Zoe also. <laughs> okay. I think that's really. Well, thank you very thank much. Thank you Yami. so much. Thank you. And that's it for today. Really enjoyed talking to Yami Gautam and thank you very much to her. And if you have an interest in cricket, sure, why wouldn't you after that? The competition, which will see six city franchises from Ireland, Scotland and the Netherlands play each other over a series of 33 matches, takes place from August the 30th to September 22nd. Now, remember, you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all good apps and if you want to get in touch we're on Twitter and Facebook at IT Women's Podcast or you can email us on the Women's Podcast at irishtimes.com also we do enjoy a bit of praise from time to time so if you like what we do then head along to iTunes and give us a review the podcast is produced by myself Roisin Ingle and by Jennifer Ryan with JJ Vernon on sound until next time thanks for listening What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 